I'm Halima Atta, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Perspective. So I usually start off every episode with some kind of personal anecdote or experience I had recently, which conveniently ties into the episode's topic. But today, I really have nothing. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, actually, I do. Because around last month, I was invited to speak at a BSU meeting, a Black Student Union meeting, for a school in the area. And it's this week, so I'm pretty excited. And on that note, the president let me know the meeting topic would be focused on cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. So I kind of took it um, upon myself to center this episode around that topic, as it would serve as a great background to have for everyone. Plus, I was running out of topic ideas. So something that I've discussed a multitude of times that I've alluded to a ton on this show is racism, more specifically how it shows itself in our lives. Many times I discuss how blindsided a lot of us are, a lot of people in general typically are to instances of racism, they tend to go unnoticed. So take hostile architecture, for example. I know that's not related to racism at all, but those weirdly structured benches are very commonly observed in public areas all over the country, all over the world, but very few realize that they're connected to the bigger issue of poverty and that they disproportionately affect homeless people, right? So similarly, I've grown up, like many others, seeing people dress up as like natives or indigenous people for Halloween or as quote-unquote Mexicans wearing sombreros and ponchos and holding like a bunch of tequila stereotypes. Although I quickly grew to recognize how wrong those costumes were the same way that I've recently recognized how wrong hostile architecture is, there was a solid point in time where I thought it was normal and acceptable. Which brings me to the main issue here, that of cultural appropriation. With America being the melting pot of ethnicities that it is, being influenced by others' cultures is a given, with the mixing and learning of different customs being normal to so many people. But conversely, cultural appropriation displays a disregard towards a culture or a group of people, and the fact that it has grown to become increasingly prevalent throughout the states leads me to believe that so many people don't quite know why it's wrong. So continue listening to gain a deeper understanding of cultural appropriation, including what it is, how it can and has been observed in this country, and its counterpart, cultural appreciation. To start off, I would consider the majority of people to have some kind of understanding of cultural appropriation, whether you observed it yourself or you just heard of it online. But this doesn't mean that everyone is well informed on its actual definition. So to read from an article from the National Conference for Community and Justice, cultural appropriation is taking intellectual property, traditional knowledge, cultural expressions, or artifacts from someone else's culture without permission. This can include unauthorized use of another culture's dance, dress, music, language, folklore, cuisine, traditional medicine, religious symbols, etc. And perhaps the most important part of this issue lies in the definition for appropriation itself. The act of taking something for one's own use, typically without the owner's permission, emphasis on for one's own use, meaning the problem here is that people will take something that doesn't belong to them, something they're not well educated on or familiar with, and essentially exploit it for their own use or benefit. And that's where the first major flaw or like odd aspect of cultural appropriation comes in. You'd think if you're going to exploit something for your own benefit, you'd at least be educated on it. But that's literally almost never the case. When people appropriate like the native culture, for example, and wear like like native stereotype costumes, I don't know how to like phrase it. They're never educated on the native culture at all 
on its significance, on its history, on its background at all. So you're kind of just using something that you know nothing about to make yourself look better, which is detrimental towards both, like, obviously, like, your image as a person. It's morally wrong. And it's really offensive to the communities that you're appropriating, which is a given. But another aspect of cultural appropriation which makes it just that much worse is the history behind some of these cultural elements, as I kind of briefly mentioned just now. Although stealing from another person's culture is morally wrong in itself, it becomes even worse when you realize that specific cultural element has fueled the discrimination of certain communities while allowing those who appropriate it to gain more attention. Positive attention. So let's delve into the significance of these previously mentioned cultural elements. Perhaps one of the most appropriated ones, we have braids. Not like fishtails or the regular three-strand braids or French braids, but those of cornrows, box braids, etc. Spanning back to as early as 2050 BC, braided hairstyles symbolized the ranks of various Egyptian figures, representing wealth and royal power. But braids evolved into these subcategories or styles, I guess you could say, which is where the emergence of cornrows was observed first. Following the transatlantic slave trade, slaves began to adopt the intricate braided hairstyles, which were popularized in Western African countries like Senegal and Nigeria. Named for their visual similarity to cornfields, cornrows became traditionally worn by slaves as they were practical and sustained long hours of working. But the cultural significance of these braided hairstyles grows much deeper than their convenience. As the slave trade was the brutal and horrific reality for a multitude of enslaved Africans, safe methods of escape were commonly sought after by them. Because of this, slaves would often use these intricate braided hairstyles like cornrows to guide their escapes, creating maps through cornrows and even delivering messages between each other. It was discreet, convenient, and highly efficient. Not to mention, many would braid seeds or grain of rice, grains of rice into their hair to ensure that they would have crops to grow after escaping successfully and becoming liberated. Similarly, belonging to the native culture is the war bonnet. These feather headdresses hold great historic significance as they were worn by native chiefs and leaders from specific tribes, symbolizing honor and courage observed in males. But the forced relocation of native people to Oklahoma and various other territories during the 19th century led to the removal of this original meaning. The American tourism industry expected for natives to look a certain way, with the war bonnet being a focal point of this expected look. As a result, the feather war bonnet lost that significance amongst the new tribes that adopted it. Wearing a feathered headdress soon became a matter of fashion or a general symbol of authority, and nowadays it's been watered down to be viewed as a native stereotype. Not every single native wore a headdress, a feather headdress, and it was actually something that was sacred. Very few people had possessed it. So now in the media we see it being portrayed as like a symbol of like a costume. If you search up Native American Halloween costume, you will find a ton of war bonnets just for sale, like really cheap ones at Party City and people wear them to festivals, it's just kind of viewed as a symbol of fashion, as a costume. And just like the previous two cultures which I discussed, the South Asian culture is characterized by tons of different elements, like clothing, food, accessories, etc. And among these is the sari, a garment traditionally worn in Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, and Nepal, among other countries. This one boasts a very rich history. Able to be styled in hundreds of different ways, sari styles are regionally specific and result from context and geography. 
So as previously mentioned, cultural appropriation is when someone steals an element of another person's culture. But the issue becomes even worse when we recognize the significance behind these cultural elements, which I just explained a little more in depth. More importantly, that significance becomes disregarded when people wear, for example, cornrows for personal gain or native war bonnets for a costume. After slavery was quote-unquote abolished during the 19th century, a negative view towards African textured hair remained. Cornrows and intricately braided styles like the ones I recently discussed were seen as dirty, unprofessional, and unkept. And this is a notion that emerged after slavery, which persists today. Take the case of Maya and Deanna Cook in 2017. These twin sisters were informed by school administrators that their braids violated the school's hair-slash-makeup policy and were ordered to remove them. After refusing, they were met with detention, threatened with suspension, and barred from participating in their sports teams. Instances like these clearly demonstrate how cultural elements like braids, for example, can fuel extensive discrimination. So when a white person wears braided hairstyles with a cultural significance like cornrows or specific braids, the topic of appropriation emerges. Many Black individuals have had to endure and continue to endure many negative experiences when wearing these hairstyles that white people have not. Not to mention, when people appropriate something or use it for their personal gain without permission, they tend to claim these things as their own. Take the example of Kim Kardashian at the MTV Movie Awards just a few years back. It was pretty recent. She wore Fulani braids, which are these tribal, like, an African intricately braided hairstyle. She wore Fulani braids and nicknamed them Bo Derek braids, who was a popular, like, actress or, like, some kind of internet personnel, not internet, but some kind of, like, celebrity in the 80s, 90s, that, like, era. So she named them Bo Derek braids, and, like, internet sources were raving about it, like, she looks so good with her Bo Derek braids. People named it like the Kim K braids when they're really just Fulani braids, which originated in Western African countries thousands of years ago. So it kind of is that claiming aspect that makes appropriation so horrific because when a white person like Kim Kardashian, for example, claims Fulani braids as Bo Derek braids or as Kim K braids, there's a positive connotation that comes with that. They're cool, they're hip, they're chic, and they're socially accepted. But when a black person who those braids belong to, that that's a part of their culture. When a black person, African person, wears Fulani braids in a work setting, it's viewed as unprofessional. Or when they wear them just in general, they're viewed as dirty or unkept or just not socially acceptable. So there's a double standard that exists there. Similarly, the feather headdress belonging to the natives is one with very important cultural roots. The suffering and injustice which native people have had to endure throughout American history is extensive, and the fact that Native people are still faced with discrimination and oppression like other minorities makes the war bonnet carry much more weight. So observing a white person wearing the Native feather headdress, which is a sacred symbol of endurance and honor in a culture which has been subject to oppression by white people as some sort of Halloween costume, it's widely offensive, and it constitutes the most basic form of appropriation a person stealing an element of someone else's culture for their own personal gain or enjoyment. Another pretty popular cultural element which tends to be appropriated is that of the Indian culture, which is jewelry. 
Jewelry is pretty ubiquitous in the Indian culture. I think it's so gorgeous. All of the, the earrings and the necklaces and the anklets and the bracelets. Like, there's so much. And they're very specific. Like, it's a certain type. It's not, like, just a normal, like, minimalistic necklace with, like, a pendant. They're very, like, out there and very intricately designed. And so when I saw that Iggy Azalea had a music video where she was wearing a ton of indie. I'll definitely post a picture of this on my Instagram, which is at a little purse podcast on Instagram. But Iggy Azalea basically had a music video or some kind of project where she's wearing a ton of like this really specific looking Indian jewelry. And it led to a lot of comments about cultural appropriation, which I completely agree with, given that this didn't benefit the Indian community at all. So generally speaking, they just weren't benefiting from this project that she was doing, which is what leads me and many others to believe that it was definitely cultural appropriation. She exploited an element of the Indian culture, which was the sari, the jewelry, everything for her own personal gain so that she could get money off of this music video so that she could gain traction through her singing, rapping career. But perhaps one of the most common rebuttals I've seen in debates against cultural appropriation and its existence is one with a very similar name, cultural appreciation. To define it quickly, cultural appreciation is when someone seeks to understand and learn about another culture in an effort to broaden their perspective and connect with others cross-culturally. For example, someone wearing a sari at an Indian wedding when invited to do so, or buying a piece of African artwork directly from an African artist with the intent of learning about its significance. For this reason, getting box braids as a white person isn't typically cultural appreciation. In this case, broadening your perspective is realizing that black individuals have been faced with and are still faced with at times discrimination because of these braided styles. Broadening your perspective in this case is being familiar with that historical context, which would usually lead a white person to avoid getting braids because of this background and the double standard it brings. But in a way, certain instances of appropriation can be helpful to certain communities because that sounds very off-putting, but listen to this example. When white people go on vacation in a country like Jamaica, it raises a lot of concern from people for appropriation. But it's important to consider that when someone does something as insensitive as that, they benefit the predominantly black people who are doing these services, providing these cultural elements to them. So to get a little more specific, in elementary school it would be really common for like people to come back from vacation, white people as children with like cornrowed hair. I never thought anything of it. I still don't think as much of it because I know that the person that did those braids was most likely black or a minority and that's benefiting them and their business. So in a way, it allows these smaller businesses to thrive just a little bit more. So it shouldn't be encouraged, but who is a business to turn down someone just because it could possibly be appropriation? Because even though it might be morally wrong or it might have an awful, like an extensive background, you can't really quite turn down service because of that. So it would allow certain businesses to gain traction. So that's definitely an alternate lens to consider. And another really common way that people tend to appropriate cultures is through fashion, like really high-end fashion. For some reason, a lot of really des- like designer designer designers, a lot of designers really enjoy using like dreads and cornrows as some kind of statement, like fashion statement, when really there's such a rich significance behind it. And it's just very it's more odd than anything. It's really unconventional because like I searched up cultural appropriation and immediately I saw like pictures of Gigi Hadid 
I'm pretty sure it was her, not Bella, Gigi Hadid, wearing like this really weird like dread dreadlocked wig kind of thing. I say weird because it was like crazy colors and stuff. And I also saw a picture, a video of these runway models at this really high-end show wearing cornrows as some kind of bizarre fashion statement. And that's really what struck me. They were kind of playing off these cornrows, these dreads, as being like the weirdest thing ever. Like, they're weird. They're crazy. Look at my hair. When in reality, that's what a lot of people just wear as a daily hairstyle. Like, it's a normal thing because it is normal. It's literally a hairstyle. So I don't know why there's some kind of a simulation in the fashion industry, like the high-end fashion industry of cornrows and dreadlocks with like bizarre, crazy, unconventional, never seen it before because they're pretty normal. And by using them as a prop, it's cultural appropriation at its most basic level. So as I typically try to provide solutions for all of the issues I present on this show, what I will say about cultural appropriation is that if you're worried about accidentally appropriating one's culture, it will be pretty obvious if you were. If that's even a thought in your head, if that's even something you're considering, like, is this appropriation? It probably is. And even if it's not blatant appropriation, it's probably very offensive or maybe just disrespectful to someone's culture. And I think that when the topic of cultural appreciation comes into play, it was something just created solely with the with the sole intent of using it as a rebuttal towards people claiming that someone is appropriating their culture. It's like a silencer. So when you think of cultural appreciation, that really is something that's non-existent. It was a concept that was just coined by people that are trying to use it as some kind of rebuttal in their arguments against cultural appropriation. Because in reality, cultural appreciation is a given that we all partake in on a daily basis. I am pretty welcoming in terms of like observing other people's cultures and really just like immersing myself in other cultures whether it's food, whether it's clothing, etc. And I think the vast majority of people have been raised to be polite about other people's culture, meaning cultural appreciation isn't something that is a new concept that just emerged, but rather something that we've all been familiar with at some point in our lives very early on, leading me to believe that it's not a new concept that just emerged. It's part of being a decent human being. But conversely, of course, appropriating other people's culture is never okay. That is not what decent human beings do. So aim to be a decent person because that is much better than exploiting elements of other people's sacred culture for your own personal gain. Instead, a much better idea would be to promote cultural exchange, which is something that's mutual. And that's something that a lot of people tend to forget. Don't just introduce your culture to people without wanting anything in return. Having a mutual exchange of cultures, whether it's through teaching each other about the history behind braids or foods that you cook, sharing dishes with people, that's positive cultural exchange and most notably cultural appreciation. With that being said, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I definitely learned, I end every episode saying the same thing, like I definitely learned a lot about this. I hope you gain insight like that. But I mean it, I genuinely mean it like every single time. I learned something different with every single topic I research. And this one was definitely interesting, especially the pictures that I saw, which I'll obviously post later. But I hope that you were able to gain some insight, a much deeper understanding on this issue because it might be a bit more widespread like now in the media on the internet, but its actual definitions and roots often go unnoticed. With that being said, make sure to tune in next week for another episode of A Little Perspective, and thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 